This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What am I, an idiot? Come on. But yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody. It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Friday, October 6th. This is episode 176. I am. As always, the fat bearded guy behind the microphone, Mr. Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. You yeah. kind of are tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting over here. <laughs> 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 nice. Old callback. Ryan <laughs> is not in studio with us tonight. He has some filming adventures to take care of. Oh, I thought he had a mustachioed mishap. <laughs> the, the line for the mustache rides got way too long. <laughs> <laughs> we are, however, joined in studio by the fabulous X. Hi, guys. From the Utah Outcasts podcast. It's been way too fucking long since we've had you on the show, man. Yeah, mm. I bothered. I, I was going to try looking it up, see how long it has been, but I'm like, eh, nobody but me or Dan or not even Matt over there would care. But but me and I'd Dan be, would I'd care. Be curious. <laughs> I'd be curious to see. It's been a while. It's, it, it was winter time 2016, I think. It, yeah. was, it was sometime I think it's then. been almost a year. Yeah. yeah. Sounds probably right. That's okay. Too I'm, long. Far too long. I'm glad to have you here with us tonight. I'm glad to be here. I love it when I don't have to host. <laughs> don't have to control all the things and then worry about editing later and doing all of that stuff. Uh, editing is... <laughs> it's the bane yeah but it's fun it's fun but it's shitty at the same time yeah I, I yeah it can be fun like when i find cool little clips or whatever or, or when you get it just right you know when you get it just perfect and it all flows really well and it sounds terrific and you get the right drops in different places and stuff like that's awesome like i'll call tracy into the office like hey come and listen to this it's fucking cool this sounds like i know what i'm doing <laughs> But most of the time, it's just like, ah, oh, I have to, I have to edit the show. What else can I do to fill some time for a little bit before, <laughs> before I do that? <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I'm really glad to have you here in the studio tonight. Uh, what did you guys do over the week? Let's start with you, Ryan, Ryan slash Matt. Uh, well, if I want to start with the thing that people care least about, yeah. there have been two <laughs> football games. Patriots game since the last show. <gasps> Sunday and then Thursday. Lost one, one, one. Uh-huh. So they look like shit. So that's awesome. <laughs> um, but Gam. Fucking Carr is out for at least, what they say, six games? Oh, I hope he prays really hard. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, <laughs> that'll fix be, it. I'm wants sure. to be a pastor. Why, well, I'm surprised that he didn't pray before the game to make sure that he wouldn't be injured. Oh, but he did. Oh, really? I'm sure. Well, he must have done something wrong then. It's almost like there's no one there at all. Piss off the there invisible sky wizard. He's <laughs> going to fuck with you. Praying or not, man. I got a point spread to beat, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he could rig all the games. He mm-hmm. must. Because yeah. both teams don't win every game. Right. So he's throwing it. He's throwing the games, God is, every time. One way or the other. Well, and that's why I've always wondered. Oh, oh, I can't even believe I did not mention this. What? <laughs> I didn't even put it in my What Matters piece. Huh. Does everybody remember fucking Tebow? Yeah. Yeah. Remember the guy who was famous for fucking kneeling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. 
Oh my! Oh yeah. Well, but he did it in a respectful way, and he did it while white. And he that, did it while white. Yeah, he did. It, he did it while white. <laughs> That's and, why. But, and while praying to space god. Well, but right. But the thing is, you know, this. Well, this is not the place, or whatever. You know, if I, what, what was it that? Uh, oh fuck! What was his name? I can't even remember. But the complaint was. Well, if, if, you know, I, if I ran a restaurant and one of my waitresses, you know, was take, took a knee instead of serving. Yeah. That's not the problem. They did their fucking job. They didn't stop quarterbacking and kneel in the middle of the field. Tebow did do that in the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, not during that, that paid for time before the game starts where the U S military is paid for them to take a fucking knees or not take a knee. Sorry to stand for the pledge because we need more meat for the guy. I'm so so. surprised that nobody else has even mentioned that. Yeah, I know. Well, remember when, when Tebowing was a thing. Yeah. It was called Tebowing. Yeah. I have pictures of me doing that. Yeah. People were doing that all over kids, everybody, everyone left. It It was great. It was Tebowing. It was the new planking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah. Jesus planking. <laughs> um, oh, that's not too hard for him. He just puts his arms out. <laughs> yeah, he's intimately acquainted <laughs> with boards. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, a little help? <laughs> anything uh, else? Yeah, so uh, I guess we could talk about uh, Noah, Heath, and Eli, and Lucinda and Andrew. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Some friends of ours? Yeah. Well. Oh, do we want to talk about it now? Sure. Oh, I said after, and you said, yeah. Oh, no, I, I didn't hear the after part, because oh. I was drinking my drink. Oh, I was thinking we should give Chris some time to and talk. And whenever but... I drink something, my ears close down, so... Right, right, right. That's how that, that's how that works. Well, yeah, you can't, you can't <laughs> swallow if those flaps are open. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Biology. Um, yeah, so God Awful Movies was in town uh-huh. um, last Sunday night. Oh, we're not going to do it after? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Executive decision. <laughs> Hit the M key on your keyboard for putting a file marker down. <laughs> um, and that was fun. Chris, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as some people may have discerned, I, I also work for the federal government like Mr. Dan over here. And, yes. Um, October is a shitty time to be a government worker that works on financial systems. So I've been uh, busy doing grave shift for like the last seven days solid. And so it's it's been... It's been trying, especially since the guy that they had me stuck on shift with is a damp as well that that likes Trump. They had you stuck on a guy? They had me stuck with a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Not on. But, but uh, two? Attached oh, and this guy's a uh, previously a bishop within the LDS church. Did uh, his mission and the in South Dakota, so he said he was on the res a lot of the time. So I was listening to hum- some of his stories, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're racist. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, I, I I don't hate Trump. I don't like how he gets on Twitter, but he's done some real good stuff, I think. Hmm. Like what? Um, His tax plan. <laughs> Wait, well, what's the that objection hasn't... to him getting on Twitter? Is it just that no, he, he... it makes his guy look bad? Yeah, it's exactly That's what why? it is. He needs to yeah. shut up is what he said. Yeah. So I like... don't mind if he does all this stuff secretly. Yeah, go ahead and be a dick but, to yeah. everybody else but secretly. But don't, don't make it harder for me to defend you. Yep, exactly. That's what these people think. These people. These people, indeed. Ridiculous. So, Matt and I attended the live Gamcast. Mm-hmm. That was fun. It was fun. Uh, ran into... Quite a few uh, fans of the show while we were there. Uh, I was surprised, actually, 
at the number of people who came up and were like, Hey, are you Dan Ellis? And I'm like, yes. Oh, I love the show, man. Uh, you're the godless revolution <laughs> guy, right? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I really like listening to the show. You guys are awesome. I'm like, wow, thanks, man. I, that I'm always surprised when somebody recognizes me and says that they've listened to mm-hmm. or read something that I've done. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that I'm entertaining for some people and that anybody would listen to something that I have to say. Yeah. It, it's, but it's still always strange to me. It is weird. And I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Wes and Christy. Um, but I missed out on Savid, who was apparently there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, wish I could have met him. I, I, and I looked for Savid and Christy after the show um, because I really wanted to thank you guys for supporting our show and didn't get an opportunity to do that in person. So um, there's my personal thanks for supporting the show. And we'll maybe I'll catch you another time, next time, whatever. Um, did get to meet Wes and talk to him. Thank him for supporting the show. Couldn't have been nicer. Oh, yeah. I, I loved his Ren and Stimpy hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, it was kind of it was kind of cool meeting the skating guys too, though. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And Lucinda and and Andrew as well. I a lot of fun. Yeah, I was I was surprised when we went to Squatters afterward, and you guys were you you got up to go and get your books signed and everything, and uh, I just kind of wandered over and I was hanging back, letting you guys talk to them and everything. You know, they were talking to some other people too, and I was just gonna go over and say hi, shake their hands and stuff. And Eli turned around and he's mm-hmm. like, Dan Ellis, how the hell are you? And I'm like, uh, really good. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that he would know. Who well, I and was. I said, how do you know, Dan? Because, and th- which sounds weird. Cause it's like, how do you know this piece of shit? Yeah, you know, <laughs> this is not what I meant, but I just like, I'm like, um, pretty sure I would know if you guys were, you know, in close communication or something. I've just have never heard of that. So I'm like, that's weird. What did he say? He just said, oh. Are you kidding? The best beard on Facebook? Uh, well, he did make that post on my timeline, just like out of the blue. Yeah. Like, you've, you've got a great beard or something like oh, that. Oh, right, I can't right, remember right. what it was, but just kind of surprised me. I think it might be because uh, we had the discussion about some of the ads that they have on their show. And mm. Noah and Eli both contributed in the discussion there, and that that might be why. Okay. And then because of the beard, right, right. You know, we'd had this long-ish discussion about some things, and of course, I have a very uh, distinguishable or or uh, easily recognized beard, I guess, mm-hmm. and that would be why. That's my guess. Yeah. But he did say he told me that uh, he doesn't listen to very many atheist podcasts, but ours is in his queue. So. Oh yeah, that's right. I thought that was And it's and then he said it's still in there, so that's saying something. Yeah. I have to leave it <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't listen to a whole lot of atheist shows, but you guys is is still in my queue, so I thought that was that was kinda neat. But it was it was awesome to meet those guys. Uh they I think they put on a uh great show and you know, I've I've known Dan Beecher for quite a while. It was great to see Mark. I didn't I didn't actually meet Mark there though or, or talk to him but I think he's a fantastic part of the Thank God I'm Atheist show I think he's mm-hmm. very funny very intelligent mm-hmm. uh, wish I would have walked over and said hello but he was busy talking to a whole bunch of other people anytime that I happened to be in the area and the GAM guys were awesome I think 
it, you could tell they were really tired. Yeah. Like it seemed like they'd, well, I think Noah said they'd been on the road for over two weeks. Yeah. And they, it was later in the evening and I think they were, they were tired, but they were still super good sports and. Yeah, they were. Really, really nice to everybody. Very warm and welcoming and took the time to talk to whoever wanted to come and talk to them. And mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. were very, very cool. Yep. Despite, uh, how awkward I was with them. We're still fine. <laughs> well, and then you you made that awesome drawing of them oh, as well. We could talk about that, I guess. Yeah, let's do because it's fucking awesome, man. Well, we'll see. I mean, Eli likes it, but it's it's you know as I've already told you guys, caricature is not exactly about being uh, flattering necessarily. It's simply about exaggerating likeness. Right. That's 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 all that it's about. And so a lot of people don't understand it. They don't get it or. Uh, they think that it's supposed to be complimentary in some way, and it it just well, usually not, is not. Yeah, that's that's not the point of uh, caricature, right? Uh, so, a uh, couple of people skewered me a little bit for the, the for the Noah one, but uh, but that's okay. I th- I think it was a great piece of artwork, man. I really envy your ability in that area because I just I'm. I am artistically challenged. Practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll bet with practice I could I could be better. Mm-hmm. I just never have because color has always been an issue. True. And you could do some really interesting stuff though. Yeah. You know, thinking you're doing it accurately and then other people will be like, Oh, that's an interesting <laughs> color scheme or is, color choice you made on like, that. <laughs> is this guy on acid or something? Or uh is this this some weird kind of new form of art where the colors are all fucked up? Maybe I'm on acid looking at it. I don't know. It's fucking weird. It'd be cool. And yeah. it takes you back to your childhood where, you know, you drew a picture for your parents and they're like, oh, what a pretty puppy. And like, <laughs> That's an airplane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I remember uh, reading a bunch of child psychology stuff when my kids were younger and it almost everything I read said not to stress what is actually in the picture. Like, don't don't try to name what's in the picture. Right, right, Just right. say, oh, well. This is great. You know, what do you think of it? And try to get them to talk about what it is mm-hmm. versus you saying, oh, that's a great dog. And they'd be like, this is a horse. Thanks for being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was always rough for me. I I never really got the hang of it, but apparently that's a thing you're supposed to do is not focus on what you think it is, but get them to tell you what it is. Right. So that you can talk about that. I've just never been a pro at doing so. Hi, this is Thomas Westbrook, and I have a YouTube channel called Holy Kool-Aid, where I take topics and I break them down in five or ten minute videos, trying to give a laser-focused perspective on religion, philosophy, and science. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. But to say, of course we have free will, the boss says we've got it, is to make a mockery of the whole concept. And it's also to invite the question, what kind, what kind of tyranny is this that you want? You want an all-supervising all deciding person. I ask you first, what sources of information do you have about this person's existence that I don't have, that are denied to me? I'd like to know. And second, why do you want it? Why do you want to arrive at a terminus of unfreedom where there is a celestial authority upon whom all things depend and from which all things flow? Why do you want that and how on earth do you know that there's any case to be made for its existence? Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. At least 58 people have died. Some 515 have been injured in a mass shooting in Las Vegas. The gunman 
has been named as 64-year-old Stephen Paddock, a white man who lived nearby. Police describe him as a lone wolf attacker. It's the worst mass shooting in US history. Hundreds of lives have been ruined. He wasn't a lone wolf. He was a pathetic wanker. <laughs> There's been, there's been 273 mass shootings in America this year. It's never going to end unless someone does something. People were praising Trump for his presidential response. It wasn't presidential. He's the most powerful man in America. He wasn't talking about gun reform. He was talking about Jesus. To the families of the victims, we are praying for you, and we are here for you. And we ask God to help see you through this very dark period. You've asked God to help them? Don't worry, I've spoken to the magic man. <laughs> there is no magic man. You're the magic man. <laughs> You're the president of the United States. <laughs> Don't talk about God. Let people know where to donate blood. Offer your Vegas hotel as a shelter. Or maybe stand up to the gun lobby. But then he's, he's never gonna do that. He took $30 million from the NRA last year. And look what he said would have prevented the Paris attack. Paris has the toughest gun control just about in the entire world. France has the toughest gun control just about in the entire world. If a few of those people that are now dead, if a few of those people had guns strapped to their ankles or strapped to their waist, you wouldn't have the problem. You don't solve a problem with a problem. You don't put out a fire with a blowtorch. He's drowning, fetch my hose. <laughs> Trump will blame anything except for guns. You know, no matter what you do, guns, no guns, it doesn't matter. You have people that are mentally ill and they're gonna come through the cracks and they're going to do things that people will not even believe are possible. It's not guns, it's mentally ill people. And if you think that's moronic, look what he did in February. He signed a bill allowing mentally ill people to buy guns. And you're like, what? You can't blame them for gun crime and then give them a gun! The other thing I don't understand, why didn't he call him a terrorist? We all saw it. We saw the footage, it looked pretty terrifying to me. We all know the reason he didn't call him a terrorist is because he was a 64-year-old white guy. You know, if he'd have been brown, Trump would have been like, ban the Muslims, shut down the borders, storm the masks. <laughs> but because he was white, Trump's there, well, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> Our thoughts and prayers are with you. Something needs to change. And I know there'll be people going, guns don't kill people, people do, yeah? Well, prayers don't help people, people do. So stop praying and start leaving. All right, Matt, you brought a thing that you wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I just wanted to dovetail off of uh, what Russell Howard said there. Oh, okay. Uh, but I grabbed, I went to Fox News 
and grabbed an opinion That piece. was your first mistake. <laughs> no, I did it on purpose. Oh, okay. You know, hear him out. You know. <laughs> yeah, because I want to... <laughs> like, Yeah, like, no, wait, why is Fox News bad, Dan? They're, they're fair How, and I mean, balanced. you want to take the whole show to talk about why Fox News <laughs> well, is bad? Yeah. No, I just, I thought it was interesting that there was a, a teaching point in there for me. Um, so I grabbed an opinion piece because I know that the conservatives are going to be taking a specific angle on this, on this tragedy and looking down their nose at uh, Democrats. Like so, that wouldn't happen anyway, but yeah. Well, sure. But. Uh, yeah, so I grabbed a, an opinion piece and then, and then, uh, and then helped it out in some areas. Oh, good. Who, who's the author? I don't know. Oh. I didn't grab his name. Hmm. Just uh, some fucking staffer anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't recognize who it was, but. Nobody, hmm. nobody cares about print journalism anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night, a deranged lone gunman fired hundreds of rounds from automatic long guns from his hotel window into an enormous crowd attending a country music concert on the Las Vegas Strip. Before the Las Vegas first responders even arrived, off-duty police officers and emergency medical service personnel attending the concert went into action, assisting the injured and creating a triage area in a safe zone, which is good. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what yeah, supposed to good do. job. Uh, then running toward the gunfire, the Las Vegas Metro Police entered the hotel, located, located the room that the shooter occupied, and made entry just as the gunman took his own life. In the end, this was the worst mass shooting massacre in our country's history with more than 50 dead and hundreds injured. Yeah, 59 total, including the shooter. Right. Dead. Okay. Dead, yeah. Uh, it was an event that has rightfully horrified and in many ways unified America. And in the days to come, as the injured and the families of those lost try to deal with this tragedy and answer the questions as to why... They will need as much help and assistance as they can get. Mm, sure. Sure, yeah. Uh, I would just add that one of those critical why questions is why are conservatives continuing to allow this to happen by opposing every single gun control measure put forward? That's a critical why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if he thinks that's one of them. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't actually mention them, but uh, he goes on to say that the one thing that they do not need to hear are political leaders who will use this shooting to further their own political agenda or to do nothing other than stir the political pot to create chaos in their opposing political parties. This is not the time. I fucking hate that argument. <laughs> yeah. That's such fucking bullshit. Yep. That I mean, let's not let's not forget that shutting down conversation is a political position. Yeah, that's absolutely. theirs. I had that same fucking argument with an asshole on my timeline on Facebook. Yeah. Well, you can't even take a break. You can't even allow one day. Now is not the time to talk about this. Now is not the time to politicize this. Fuck you. You're politicizing this yourself. You're you're commenting that, oh, well, I shouldn't talk about the 58 people who were dead and the more than 500 who were injured. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that it's not the right time to talk about that because of this reason. You're fucking using their deaths. Yep. For political purposes, to shut me up, to tell me that it's not time to yeah. talk about this. Yeah. If it wasn't fucking time at Newtown, and it wasn't fucking time at any of the other mass shootings that we've yeah. had, when is the fucking time? Is next yeah. Tuesday okay for you? Yeah. I was so fucking, I'm getting, it and, made me so fucking <laughs> mad. Like, it's never the right time to fucking talk about this. If now's not the right time, right. when will the right time and be? It, and it's worse because they're saying, no, we want this to happen again. 
like seriously, or that we fucking, don't care. That made me so fucking mad. I, I was, I tried to be pretty diplomatic in my comments and replies to him, but I was so fucking hot. Oh, yeah. So the best time to talk about the fire in the fucking room is when the fire is actually burning and, you know, <laughs> well, let's just not talk about it. Let's just let it consume yeah. us yeah. and then we'll just move on from there. Yeah. So I, I created an analogy uh, to help you understand how how stupid this is. Not you, Dan, but, you know, this author. No, author. yeah. I, I, sorry. I just, no, I was good. so fucking mad. Yeah. It's, it's worth getting mad about. All right. So let's say that I work as someone who sets housing code for safety. And I begin to take money from builders to intentionally roll back coding regulations that absolutely make houses more dangerous. Let's say that I then tell people that those codes have nothing to do with the structural integrity, but they do. And uh, while houses are collapsing, collapsing as a direct result of my lack of regulation, Dan comes to me and says, over 500 people were hurt and 58 died in collapsed homes just last night. Please implement safety codes. And I say, how dare you? This is not the time to mention building codes. Can't you see I'm grieving? Yeah. Fucking stupid. Yeah. He goes on to say that the investigation has barely begun. The numbers of dead and injured haven't been haven't yet been finalized. They they hadn't at this point. And many of the families of those lost haven't even been notified. Uh, but former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, first thing this morning, began ranting about gun control, as did a few others. For once, can we not turn an American tragedy such as this into a political issue? <laughs> For once, can we avoid an American tragedy? Yeah, let's start there. Let's start there. While there is still blood on the ground, can our political leadership have more concern for the grieving families of the dead than they do their own political careers? And can they hold their tongue just for once so as not to create chaos and divisiveness among Americans who would otherwise be united behind the families of the lost who deserve it most? Just for once, have some class. Amazing hypocrisy from conservatives giving the Republican in the White House right now. Mm -hmm. uh, let me reread that paragraph, but this time have Trump in mind as he chastises the left. Can our political leaders hold their tongues just for once? So as not to create chaos and divisiveness among Americans who would otherwise be united behind the families of the lost who deserve it most. What the fuck are you talking about? He is the leader and progenitor of chaos. Okay, so conservatives don't like those qualities in a political leader. Right? Is that, is that what he's saying? Uh, when it comes to possibly preventable tragedies. Uh, BLM, the NFL, Puerto Rico, those come to mind for some reason. I'm not sure why. Not sure why I'm thinking about those. Yeah, just toss the paper towels at him. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So let's not forget that by saying in these moments to put gun control back in our pockets, you're voting against measures to prevent this from happening again. Isn't honoring the lost lives all about not making their deaths be in vain? This is nothing more than an opportunity for you to pretend you have the moral high ground while actually avoiding the right thing to do. It's a false dichotomy. We can be grieving and say things are not okay. In fact, who is saying things are okay? Oh, yeah. You guys. Well, and they're pretending to have the moral high ground while trying to shut down the discussion, which is a fucking immoral thing to do. Right. But, but, but it's, it, yeah, but it's this, that's why I say looking down their nose because there's like, this isn't the time. Look, I, you know. Let's 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 wrap all of these dead bodies in the cover of pretending to give a shit about them so we can keep our political agenda and then we'll blame them for using it as a way to try to get theirs. 
Oh, and if you're other particular Fox commenters, you may even blame the people at the concert for their own fucking deaths. You may say some horrible shit like, oh, I don't know. I, I can't think of what the fuck her name was. Uh, I'll have to look it up later. But uh, uh, there was a lady at conference weekend that it, said if they were observing the Sabbath, it wouldn't have happened to them. Which is, which is basically what this horrible fucking human being on Fox and Friends said the other morning <laughs> when she said that, well, maybe he heard this country music and he heard God bless America and he was an atheist and decided that, you know, if these, was he, if these people, she's, she's like, well, this is speculation oh, oh, at oh. the end of her little thing. She, this is speculation. Oh, it's only okay. Only okay. If we do it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. maybe he, maybe he heard that and decided that, you know, typically country music fans are right with God and they're doing the right thing and they should have been in church on Sunday. And because they weren't that it's okay to open fire on them. And I'm like, you, are a horrible fucking human being. Where was God then? Yeah. God. So did God allow this to happen or did he set it in motion? It's got to be one of the two. Right. Did, did he, I mean, he either just stood by and allowed it to happen or he caused he it to happen or both. I guess it could be both. Right. Or, I mean, unless, I mean, it, that's if he's Omnimax, right? I mean, yeah. it could, it could just be that he's a fucking moron. And then he just happened to stumble into it. And then he's like, oh, me, damn it. That is bad. <laughs> I was, was going to say, there is a third option. He was just baked off of his fucking gourd. And he was just sitting back like, whoa, <laughs> that's, that's bad, man. Yeah. yeah. I should have done if only If only there was a Omnimax powerful being who could step <laughs> in and do something to stop this shit. Like, that's not me. Right. Though. That'd be that'd be awesome. I still have problems with iron chariots. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, and this ignorant fucking turd on Fox and Friends. I mean, she's clearly a Christian, right? I mean, to to say some ignorant shit like that. That and to be on be Fox and Friends. And to be on Fox and Friends. <laughs> so so, without realizing the implications of what she's saying. She's clearly this, a Christian, yeah. That this God is a fucking, that this, if this God exists, he's at least a fucking monster, yeah, right? Yeah. That he wouldn't step in and stop it, or he put it in place to teach these people that they should have been in church instead. So either way, he's a fucking monster. Free will. And she chooses to <laughs> worship that being, not only yeah, believe yeah. in that being, but chooses to worship it. That's, that is... Another one of the poisons of religion that it that it makes you do horribly immoral things and worship a fucking monster. If the mm -hmm. if the stories you believe in the Bible are true that the God of the Old Testament exists and can step in and do things to stop things from happening or put things in motion and he doesn't stop shit like this, he's a fucking monster and you choose to worship that God. Yep. That's disgusting. Hi, this is Megan Kennedy. I'm a speaker with the Satanic Temple. You can find me on Twitter at Six Moments, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. So is this a time to say we don't need any further inquiry? All we need is faith in the boss. I would say not. It's just as when I am asked, um, well, rather when the question is put, uh, is there free will? The believer will say yes, because we've been given it. Of course it's free will. The big guy says so. <laughs> Who am I to disagree? Well, that seems to me to be absolutely self-canceling nonsense. If I say, my answer when I'm asked is, is there free will? I say, yeah, I think there's free will. We have free will. We have no choice. Um, at least I... 
at least I know I'm being ironic. The people, the people who say free will, you've got to have it. Um, it's a rule you've got to have free will. It says don't even know they're being literal. This is the difference between not just the ironic and the literal mind, but between the inquiring and the philosophical, the scientific mind, and the religious one. And that's why they are not just non-overlapping, or rather overlapping, but in a hostile manner, but they're irreconcilable in my judgment. The next rant will start right after this. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. (laughs) Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best-word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. I regularly bash on libertarians mm. on the show. They've mm-hmm. got it coming. And this next bit will demonstrate why I do that a lot of the time. Oh, okay. So this this comes from Arvin Vora, who's the vice chair for the Libertarian Party mm. here in the United States. And uh, on October 3rd, so after the shooting in Las Vegas, he puts out this statement. And Wait, he's not politicizing it, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure not at all. No, because he's on the right. Right. In the, oh, aftermath of the Las- <laughs> in the aftermath of the Las Vegas terrorist attack, as many of us search for something to blame, some will arrive at guns. Yes. That, that anger will apply to both guns and to your friends and acquaintances who support guns. How do you support a gun? I mean, other than like placing it on something to offer physical support for it. Like, they, they treat guns like they're fucking human beings, right? Better than they treat human beings. But before reaching that conclusion in sadness and anger, I ask you to consider why millions of people, many of whom are in your own families, many of whom are your friends and neighbors, so deeply support gun rights. Okay, you can support gun rights. You can't support guns. You can't support gay rights or, you know, black people's rights or anything like that. But gun rights, yes, let's get right on top of that. Why do so many intelligent people believe that blaming guns doesn't make sense? It's hard to get away with murder, but it's really, really easy to get away with murder if you don't care about the consequences. It's easy to murder a single person with a knife, a brick, a shove. I'm guessing he meant to put shovel. Or shiv. Or, you know, you can't shovel? shove yeah. somebody off the edge of a cliff or something. Oh, like yeah, that. I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess so. And hmm. it's also easy to kill large groups of people if you don't care about the consequences, if you plan to die anyway. You can drive a car into a school bus. Or fly a plane, which that seems <laughs> fucking weird to me. The school bus seats are higher for a reason, you know. <laughs> or fly a plane into a skyscraper. Poison, fire, homemade bombs are other options. If someone simply doesn't care about the consequences, there are many ways to do mass murder. Firearms, unlike most of the above, 
are highly effective defensive weapons. And offensive weapons. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, sorry, I don't want to cut you off because there's no, a lot. No, you're fine. Yeah, he just named a whole bunch of ways that that people could kill people if they wanted to. Why do you think they pick guns? Because if it's the all most of that stuff is available, yeah. then, sir, why are they using guns over and over and over again? Yep. That's the problem you have right now. And you just clearly outlined it for me. So he says, firearms, unlike most of the above, are highly effective defensive weapons. A homemade pipe bomb is not a great defensive weapon against an assailant. Bullshit. If you <laughs> use it, you hurt yourself as much as the assailant. Poison would be an inexplicable weapon to use against a would-be mugger or rapist. A car can be used to kill a busload of kids, but it's not a great weapon for self-defense. And while a 747 jet can be used in, ter in a terrorist attack, it's hard to imagine how to use one to defend your home against an invader. That's a solid fucking argument right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know why this analogy is so great? Hmm. Because all of those things have no other purposes. School buses, ca uh, cars, 747s, they don't have any other purpose, just like guns. That's why it's such a straight yeah. across analogy. <laughs> because, because all of those things are only designed to kill, but guns are just a little bit better at it. What is your point, dude? You're just making our argument. And this guy brought up pipe bombs as a defensive weapon. Need I remind people <laughs> right. that is how they fought the Terminator in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great defensive weapon. <laughs> He goes on to say, guns, however, are better defensive weapons. Simply brandishing a gun can often scare off a potential assailant or maybe rational people around you who right. happen to care about the safety of or, or care about their own safety. Oh, fuck. It's a gun. Yeah. <laughs> right. Some dipshit is waving around a gun. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In ways that brandishing a vial of poison or a 747 would not. Is there a way that you can brandish a 747? Yeah. And, and he, he clearly doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Because I have had a ton of bar fights stopped the second I pull up my belt, uh, my thing, and show the tail fin sticking out of my belt. Seven forty sevens are fucking scary to haul around. Like, dude, can you imagine being squished by one of those? Now, wasn't no. it? What was it that Colin Powell brought out uh, during the meeting with Congress that he held like the vial of something? Was that anthrax that he brought onto the floor? I think it was anthrax. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I kept thinking it was yellow cake for some reason, but if it was anthrax, it might like, have been yellow cake. That, but I, that's I'm, how we yeah. managed to make it okay to kill three hundred thousand civilians in Iraq. You mm -hmm. know, <laughs> that's a pretty good brandishment right there. Right. Yeah, right. I, I just brandishing, brandishing a seven forty seven. I yeah. just, I'm like, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> he continues and says there are a million ways to commit mass murder if you don't care about the consequences. But there, are a f but there are fewer ways to defend yourselves from violent assailants or groups of violent assailants. Not that guns work in every situation, always. I doubt they would have done much good in Las Vegas. Even the best tools and medicines don't work for 100% of cases. Right. And so the, the best way to stop somebody on the, what was he, 32nd or 23rd? I get those mixed up. 32nd. 32nd floor? Yeah. Is a good guy with a 747. <laughs> <laughs> Just lobbed it right at the building. <laughs> My AK-747. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but uh, it just, it, it's, well, and, and that, that whole paragraph yeah. seems to me, it, so it evokes in my mind a sense of somebody who is 
constantly fucking terrified that groups of assailants are going to attack them. Mm. Like, do you wander the streets thinking that groups of assailants are going to come and attack you for no fucking reason? No. Do you think there are going to be a, there, that there's going to be a group of people who invade your home to murder you for some reason? Like, I'm, I'm a pretty out and open activist atheist and I regularly receive death threats. So I have a home security system. Sure. put in place with cameras and alarms on every door and window. I have dogs to alert me if any of that fails. And I don't I, I don't live my life in constant fucking fear of an assailant or let alone a group of assailants are going to invade my home. Like that to me smacks of a sense of self-importance and paranoia that is Oh yeah. that is that is not mentally healthy. Yeah. Well, and I mean, part of the reason why you feel safe is because you sleep with a 747 under your pillow. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, this really is. I'm, I'm about as, as, as cynical and mistrusting of people as, as, uh, as a mentally quasi healthy person can be. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is, and, and, I, and I don't think that they're all mentally ill. Certainly many of them are, but this, this whole group of center right to far right, uh, people that are all i mean part of it is that they're using fear to make their argument because they want to keep their toys mm -hmm. right that they don't believe all this that's why this argument's so fucking ridiculous but but there's a certain segment that does believe this kind of stuff and yeah the self-importance and 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 the fear of course but that you know this is rhetoric that's being taught to them you know and 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 a lot of them are religious there's a big thing in religion about fear you know monsters are real hell and the devil and you know yeah. all that stuff and yeah. and and once the devil gets a hold of somebody you can't do anything about it they're just you know and so yeah i think there's a huge fear factor but it's all Totally irrational bullshit. Now, to have some fun with ellipses here, it says up there that there are fewer ways to defend yourselves from violent assailants, dot, dot, dot. I doubt they would have done much good in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's just like he just defeats his own argument up yeah. there. Uh, he continues and says the terrorist attack in Las Vegas is the result of pure evil or of a mind so broken as to no longer be meaningfully human. Citation needed. Well, let's go with that then. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't the reasonable thing, uh, following something like that be to say, okay, well, let's make sure these kinds of guys don't get a hold of these kinds of weapons again. Right. So what is his point? <laughs> <laughs> it was no crime of passion, but a planned assault carried out with military planning and precision. No, he didn't get away. So that's not really precision. <laughs> Someone willing to do all that could have. Someone willing to do all that could have found plenty. Someone, okay, sorry, it's just worded funny. Someone willing to do all that could have found mm. plenty of other ways to kill. Right. Blaming guns is easy, but it's meaningless. No, it's meaningful and easy because because why didn't he pick another weapon? That's the whole question. Yeah. What, what other? Oh, weapon? he could have he could have done this so many other ways. Therefore, guns are are not to blame. Oh well, he used a gun. But still, he could have done it all these other... Yeah, but he did use a gun. Well, but he could have used a 747. Oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> but, you know, that, that 747 is insured. It's registered. And what, what other weapon... Too. So could, is the car and the so school the bus. And, yeah, and they have... And the pipe... Uh, oh, never mind. Oh, no, never mind. No. Well, Not that one. Well, but the, the thing is, what other weapon could have done what he did where you bust exactly. out a window from the 32nd That's floor. That's the point. Shoot 400 feet down and like 400 feet out into a crowd of people piercing through people causing shrapnel to ricochet yeah. off the ground. 
none of those other options would do that. You know, mm-hmm. a car slamming into people would eventually stop because that's how momentum works. <laughs> yeah. A 747, same difference. You know, it's physics. Yeah. Dude, and from that distance, yeah. I don't know how many of the videos you guys have watched about the attack and, and you know, live live coverage or people's cell phone, cell phone footage yeah. of it or whatever. But from that distance, you hear the 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 bullets hitting the ground and other people before you even hear yeah. the gunshot itself. Right. So all so when you're watching the videos, you hear a bunch of like snapping sounds, and that's the bullets hitting the ground or other things around before you even hear the fucking shot. Before the powder, yeah. Mm-hmm. So these people had no, I mean, they had no idea where no, it was even coming from because on. you don't even hear what's happening until it's already done. Right. Well, it's not like the guy that was shooting from the 32nd floor was actually able to pinpoint people with the rounds that he was using, with the weapons he was using. He was spraying into a crowd to cause mass havoc, yeah. mass damage. He was not. And how, so, so let's just say, let's just follow this guy's argument. So let's say I've, I've perched myself on the 32nd floor. I've got a room full of throwing knives. How <laughs> how long does it take me to accomplish what he did? I got all these ninja stars. A long, sharpened. Okay. From from that height into that crowd, like forever. Yeah. Like I've got a pretty forever. I've got a pretty good arm, but yeah, just, there's no fucking way. Just yeah. I'm gonna mute the mic just so I can do it. <laughs> yeah oh i got someone on the sidewalk well no i i actually i didn't grow up with comic books i grew up with sports so i can more than eh but <laughs> well, i'm saying but still, trying, to, trying to peg somebody from 400 feet up <laughs> with a throwing star oh or yeah dude, yeah it's a, but <laughs> it's the, like but hoping this, but this is what this is this is exactly what i'm saying like he's he's providing all of these other options so it's like it's like okay well let's let's this is going to be a weird analogy uh but this let's let's set up this like fun little animals race day right and everyone bring your own animal right and 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 uh, you know everyone's gonna go get a fucking cheetah right if you can but then he's gonna say well no uh you could have run it with a snail or a or a, a beetle or uh i mean all these are viable options for running the animal race a tortoise no. totally yeah you tortoise br- yeah you bring the hippo <laughs> yeah, right, right. Or the yeah, like blue whale, right? For the 747 brandish a blue whale at the at the animal race. <laughs> it's just nonsense. Nope. There, is he do you think he's pretending? No, he's dead serious. I think there's some, there, this guy's there's trying no to be way. sincere. He's dead serious. And I had so it, it was actually a listener of the show who who brought this to my attention and asked for my thoughts on it and I was like it's fucking bullshit, and this guy is not a not a good thinker. Like he's just full of garbage. Well, and for anyone to reference pure evil, right, like, right, right. Come on, man. Like uh, he did some. He did something very fucking shitty. But to say he's pure evil, right? Well, okay. So now I'm going to say guns are pure evil. What do we do? We're at an impasse. Yeah. yeah. So great, great, great job for bringing that up. Like, yeah. His post continues and says the gun laws waiting periods are distractive scapegoating. Keeping our minds focused away from the truth. With or without guns, we are vulnerable. Carrying guns often make us safer, but nothing makes us 100% safe. Gun bans function as placebos that add no safety, only granting the illusion thereof. Which, that whole paragraph is fucking bullshit. It's garbage. It's wrong. He's fucking wrong when he says that... Uh, with that, with or without guns, we are vulnerable. Sure, we are, of course. Carrying guns often make us safer. No, statistically, you're not safer. If you are carrying right. a gun, 
the statistics prove that you are more likely to harm somebody else or have your gun used against you or have an in- an innocent bystander harmed in yeah. the process of you attempting to use it because you're a fucking moron. You don't yeah. train with it constantly. You're not the kind of person who should just have a gun as a as a fucking whoopee blanket to make you feel <laughs> more secure. Yeah. It's well, and good. No, I've been talking a lot. I was gonna say I was gonna say gun bans function as placebos, except we actually have case studies in countries that are, right. you know, Australia after the Port Arthur incident there. That's not a placebo. Right. They did a ban. They did a buyback for a lot of people's weapons. And what's happened? Oh, geez, the, not a single mass shooting since then. You know, and even if that was true, I would be I, I would be fine with it because placebos do get results. Yeah. So if it was a case where you know, like, oh, all right, I've got a headache. I'm going to take this sugar pill. Oh, I actually feel better. It's Scientology. Well, if if a gun ban actually makes us safer, fine. Then that's fine. But oh. the other thing is, how vulnerable were the people at the Las Vegas concert while we have no gun laws? You know, oh, well, we'll be vulnerable without guns. What about the people in that crowd? What do you call them? <laughs> were they fortified? Yeah, well, and they, they wouldn't have been any more safe had every fucking one of them had a gun. Right. None of them would have been more safe if they had a long-range weapon right. capable of firing back at this asshole because they didn't even know where the shots were coming from yeah. initially. And police It would were not there. have made them... The, even the tiniest bit safer. No, and police were there on scene, and still 58 people got killed. Yeah, it would have maybe made them feel safer, but it That's doesn't it is, make yeah. them safer. Yeah, they need they need to hold on to their big old swing in 747. <laughs> That's what they want. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised this guy hasn't brought up Chicago yet. I love it when the right brings up Chicago oh, yeah. in these case studies. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, they banned all guns there, and look at all the violence that's still happening. Yeah, because you can drive like 12 miles to another right. state and get those guns. Get them all. The yeah. other the other thing I wanted to mention before we continue on with just the last little bit of this is that you, Matt, mentioned that, you know, they, they talk about, you know, well, he could have used bombs, he could have used whatever, but he didn't. And, you know, he used guns. This guy actually did have stuff to make bombs. He planned to to create a bomb to bomb something. A whole carload of but Tannerite. That, yeah, but that wasn't the first fucking thing he did, was it? He didn't go to the bomb first in order to kill as many people as possible. He chose a fucking gun. And you know why people, we don't have very many bombings? Because it's hard to get that shit. It's it, banned yeah, for it's us. Banned. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, you know, and explosives. People forget about, about the explosives part of the ATF. Uh, it says, we deserve better than placebo politics where meaningless actions are taking <laughs> where meaningless actions are taking to, I'm sure he meant to say taken, <laughs> taken to make us feel like something is happening. Legally, I believe in repealing all gun laws. They are nothing but distractions. They are simply nuisances for non-murderers and placebos for those who understand neither guns nor the hundreds of other ways to kill. This guy thinks the answer to solving the problems of mass shootings like what we just went through with Las Vegas is to repeal all gun laws. What fucking gun laws are there even? We need more guns. Well, you're not supposed to have an automatic weapon, for one, but you can buy things. All the stuff that you modify buy, it to yeah, make it a fully auto. Yeah, you can buy bump stocks to basically turn it into a fully automatic weapon. Well, the silliest one I saw was the crank, the trigger crank that you oh, can yeah. buy where it's like a, 
little toy wind-up crank that you put on your fucking trigger. And it just hits the trigger over and over. Yeah, Yeah, like three times per revolution. And so it's just like, how stupid you look holding an AR with this one arm and you're like, do, 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, but I'm, can, can you, can either of you guys think of any other scenario where we use this kind of reasoning? What kind of reasoning? Where we have, where we have a big problem and and the solution actually is to add more of whatever's causing that. <laughs> well, his argument would I know, be he's that saying it's, it's not, not the, guns the cause, that are, right? That are but right. he's just fucking stupid and wrong. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Well, as the fill-in for Ryan, you know, he would suggest that you can fight fire with fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because fire's attracted to fire, so <laughs> it naturally is attracted to other fire. If guns were attracted <laughs> to other guns, we would just have this massive. Giant pile this- of guns in somewhere in central <laughs> portion of the United States. A whole bunch of fucking hillbilly legs hanging out from where it's still <laughs> stuck in their holster. <laughs> he took my gun. <laughs> but seriously, though, I mean, fire with fire. I can't think of anything else. I mean, you can't fight obesity by right, feeding but, people more. But you know? so, <laughs> but that's in very that even that though the fire thing is in very specific set of circumstances because firefighters don't show up at structure fires. And shoot flames out of the truck. They shoot water, you know. <laughs> yeah, they, the, they, yeah, the antidote. They don't show up to a fire well, at somebody's well, house and, and be like, they, hurry, burn the next one. Yeah, well, and then they still. <laughs> right. Everybody out of here. We got to drop this thing to the floor. <laughs> well, and even in the cases where they do use fire to help fight the fire, it's not that they're just out wandering somewhere away from the fire, setting other fire in hopes that it will stop the other right, fire right, that's a right, mile right, away. Right, 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 right. Ryan gets on the phone, calls somebody in New York. Hey. Start burning that field over there. <laughs> just in case. It'll just in case it'll stop that fire Nothing over Nothing stops a bad fire like no. a good fire. <laughs> good guy with a bad never mind. <laughs> and cut, cut that part. <laughs> his conclusion is and then as individuals, as communities, let's try to understand and handle the actual problem. People becoming so twisted that they are willing to engage in mass murder indifferent to the consequences oh! but they will do those mass murders okay <laughs> that hadn't occurred to me I'm glad, I'm glad we solved the actual problem of fucking <laughs> twisted people murder's bad okay okay so now he's acknowledging <laughs> that we have at least a portion of our population that's so twisted that they're willing to engage in mass murder and they're indifferent to the consequences uh-huh that's something he's saying is going on yes I agree with him. Yes. I don't think the solution is to give them firearms. Make it easier for them to <laughs> exactly. get the firearms. Exactly. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He would he would choose to roll back, as the Trump administration has done, regulations on supplying people with diagnosed mental health yeah. issues. Not just the ability to purchase firearms. Not just these so-called responsible gun owners that they're always claiming, but yeah. actually mentally ill people. Yeah, people who have been adjudicated to not even be able to control their own finances, right? the Republicans want to enable them to purchase firearms. Not even control their own brains. Yeah. Uh, He concludes with, yes, that's a more complex problem, a harder challenge to face. It's not something that can be accomplished with some placebo law, but it is the real problem, the only honest and relevant challenge. Respectfully, Arvin Vora, Vice Chair, Libertarian Party. And when I posted that to my timeline, it was, you know, I said something about how this must be, apparently this is the cutting edge of rational thought within the Libertarian Party. Mm -hmm. 
Like this guy's the vice chair of yeah. the Libertarian Party in yep. the United States, and he writes something this fucking stupid. Well, I mean, you got to consider that their party platform is everybody can do what they want. <laughs> I was gonna say they have a platform. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that they actually do. <laughs> no, like, no, what, they don't. What is the Libertarian Party platform? Stay out of my business. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of like asking you know twenty different people of any various Christian denomination, you know, to define God for you. And you'll get 20 different answers. That's the same thing with the libertarian platform. None of them fucking know. I just want to be able to smoke weed and not have the government fuck with shit and not pay mm -hmm. taxes. Man. Yeah, not, oh, not pay taxes. It's yeah. even worse than that because you get into little L libertarian and capital L libertarian oh, yeah. shit. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, what are you people? What are you on? Why, why does this have to be your religion now? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you worship the state, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> State's done some good shit for me. I'm sorry. But one of the through lines. I like working for the government. <laughs> for libertarians, for sure. One of the through lines is, is you know, this no laws, you know, kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Small government, get out of my business, leave me the hell alone, let me do what I want, bullshit, which, as I've said before, is- Anarchy. Is, it is anarchy, but it's 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 maybe you know it's probably a fine system for running you know a village of twenty or thirty people, mm -hmm. and you know well, if if it's sort of dictatorial where it's like yeah everyone do your shit and then one one guy gets kind of weird and like you know starts looking at his sister funny you kick him out and then everyone else <laughs> stays and be you know continues being libertarian with you but oh so the FLDS church then okay I got it. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well no yeah the guy you kick out goes and forms the FLDS church <laughs> it's just funny to me that these guys claim like no laws we don't want any laws we don't want anybody governing us but they're usually also christian so mm -hmm. you're they, right right they tend to the go ultimate on these. No, no laws except biblical laws yeah, right yeah the, yeah they they no shellfish they surrender to the ultimate authoritarian and then and then want no laws at all on earth like yeah the hey, matt that's a nice shirt you're wearing is that a cotton poly blend <laughs> i'm gonna stone the fuck out of you if that's the case <laughs> oh man i'll have to run <laughs> no i don't have an arm remember <laughs> i'm <a> right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey this is taylor grin from grinandbarrent.com where we do news analysis and commentary and you're listening to godless revolution we know the equations that the electrons that are responsible for, for chemistry obey. And there's no ambiguity in these equations. They could always be wrong. It is always possible to say, well, we just don't know what is going on. That's fine. But what we have is the evidence of every experiment ever done telling us that these equations are correct. To overcome that, we would need very, very strong evidence. Just one experiment telling us how the soul is pushing around the chemicals in our brain. But we don't have that. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. Hey, everybody. We're the Utah Outcasts, and we want you to listen to our show. We're a rowdy bunch of super liberal atheists that reside in the state of Utah who bring you current events and featured content on a semi-weekly basis. Whether it's us poking fun at the religious right or ranting at the world in which we all reside, we want to borrow your ears for about an hour twice a week. Hey, and don't forget to tell them the best part about it. Oh, yeah! The show's free for all. It is indeed. So if you like free, we're available through iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Patreon... 
and even in full HD video via YouTube. Give us a listen. You won't be sorry. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, X. Hey. (laughs) We wanted to talk to you a little bit about your potential to have gone down the shitlord road versus the fine upstanding SJWR, SJW you are today. I want to say, what's a SJWR? Regressive? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I've, I've heard you mention before that you were, and, and well, I mean, who doesn't occasionally, uh, indulge in some really terrible music like, ICP. ICP. (laughs) (laughs) Occasionally, we've all got those weird indulgences, right? Where, wait, yeah, I understand. Do you like ICP? There are a couple of their songs that I can. I've actually become known for being a juggalo. I know you are. (laughs) Like, I can't listen to an album or anything like that, but there are a couple songs that I'm like, yeah, I get that. Like, the how many, how many times? That's one of my favorites. It's just fun. Yeah. it's just a bunch of boys having fun. <laughs> okay. uh, but but no, I've, I've heard you mention before that you could have turned out much different from who you are today had you not done something or or made a change or allowed another voice to come into your head. So so tell us a little bit about that. Well, the the biggest thing is developing a sense of empathy. Uh, a mm-hmm. lot of people have a very underdeveloped sense of empathy. It, it's always the very selfish thing about each other where we're, we care about what we care about. We think about what we think about. And the only voice that we care to hear is our own. And so when you start hearing other people's voices and stuff, you could go one of two ways with about this. It's like, it's either complete bullshit. They're making this up. It's just trying to get attention or, you know, maybe they have a point. Maybe it's something we need to listen to people about. Yeah. Yeah. I think way too many people are way too self-involved. They don't take the time to think about how their actions or the actions of of other people even could affect people that they care about. It seems that they only, there's, there's no, there's no reflection on how their actions, thoughts, words, and deeds could affect people around them other than how that may reflect on them later on down the road. Oh, not, absolutely. not just that what they throw out there or what they say do or don't do could affect other people in their lives. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of people that just, um, they li- they live for the moment when it comes to how their, their brains work and they, they get ensconced in just everything that's going on within their own head. And then they don't think about, you know, later on down the line, maybe this will come back to haunt me. Maybe this is something I need to really think about. And so, when I, uh, admittedly, when I started my path down to the atheism route of things, I mean, I, I was always a, for the longest time, an atheist, but I didn't realize that there was a thriving community mm-hmm. of atheists out there. There wasn't vocal atheists. And so when I started, like, learning that there were YouTube channels devoted to atheism, I mean, when one of the first ones I saw was the Atheist Experience, and you better believe I sucked down every fucking video I could find on that whenever I, when I was looking show. for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking to people in the other parts of the community. So I started watching TJ Kirk, a.k.a. Um, the Amazing Atheist, who actually doesn't have mm. that name anymore. <laughs> he was amazing for so long. It's amazing. He was the amazing <laughs> atheist. Is, well, he the, and, is he the micro atheist now? Or 
<laughs> no, he, I only just learned that about him. I was I was telling him about the. Uh, so you watched him pour the hot oil on yeah. his balls. Yeah, yeah. The Matt had no idea. I was I was talking to him about it uh-uh. before you arrived tonight. I'm like, I wish I didn't have those thoughts going. <laughs> the gift going over on over and over in my head right now. God damn it, <laughs> guys! Don't go to Encyclopedia Dramatica. Whatever you do, don't don't even bother googling that one. I was telling Matt, I think it's even <laughs> out on like Rational Wiki. There's a link to the video. And so, I mean, a lot of these people, they do it for the shock value, the entertainment value. But a lot of the times people don't realize that even when you're watching things just to be entertained by them, you are slowly uh, normalizing a lot of the stuff that they talk about. And so you get a lot of people out there that are anti-social justice. And when when I think about it now, the person I am, I'm like, why would anybody be against equality amongst other people? I don't I don't understand how people would be that way. And then you start thinking about it. It's like, well, because they have to sacrifice a little bit of privilege. And anytime anybody has to give that up, we know that people feel like they're being being trod upon. They feel like they're having they're being um, what's the word I'm looking for here? They're they're being oppressed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as a don't tread on me as a cis head <laughs> white guy, I have to think about it. And I'm like, I've got it pretty good. You know, <laughs> it's not really ever been really that hard for me growing up. And. I don't have to worry about cops pulling me over. I don't have to worry about, I mean, especially in Utah, I've had lots of friends where they've done the, they've told me about their driving while black and I'm like, oh, you're just being silly. That's not that bad. It can't be that bad. If you just do what they say, everything yeah. will be fine. Right. And yeah. realizing that's part of the problem right there too. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to do everything they said. So, I mean, what clicked for you though? It's like, was it a process or is there, it, is there and, a moment? Well, for me, uh, my biggest hangup used to be feminism. I used to be anti-feminist out there because I felt like a lot of this is just people, you know, virtue signaling. There's a lot of people just trying to feel like they're scoring brownie points for being a feminist kind of thing. And I was, I was like, well, they just want dominion. They they wanted they want to make misandry a thing. They, you know, there's no such thing as misogyny. They've they've got it great. They get they get they have the pussy and they get to determine who gets to use it. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I was really really in a dark place at this time. So. Well, that's it's good to know because I always thought rape was a real problem. <laughs> no, the thing that's is, a re- that's a relief. No, no, the thing is, rape is a real thing. But there's a lot of people in the MRA type of community where they go, it's overreported. It's you know, people claim that they're mm. raped even though they're not, even though those cases are few and far between when it comes to the actual cases of that thing happening. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. If if well, I wouldn't say if anything. I mean, we know that rape is hugely underreported. It's yeah. underreported. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, like I was saying, feminism wasn't really my thing until I heard uh, Aaron Ra, who gave a talk. I think he was in Australia at the time talking to probably QED when he was down there for that. And he was talking about how you can be a guy and be for feminism when I was like, no, you can't possibly do that. That's bullshit. That, there's no way that you could do that. I mean, that's just you not serving in your own interest there. When he framed it as the um, as you can be for gay rights and not be gay. And I had always mm-hmm. been a proponent of LGBT rights, but I was anti-feminist. And so when he framed it that way and I was like, Oh shit, he's right. I'm not gay. Oh yeah. But yeah. I think people should be able to marry whoever they want. And so it started to click in my head where I'm like, you don't necessarily have to go go with everything people say, but it's good to just have the support for them out there because there are problems that really are happening in this country against people whether they be male, female, whether I mean, and the a lot of the problems that the guys that are the MRAs t- try to frame is that 
this is happening because of feminism. Mm. And it's like, no, a lot of these problems are happening because we live in a vastly misogynistic culture. Mm -hmm. When you have the people that are dying at their jobs or dying in the military, it's like, well, we only barely, just barely started allowing women in combat roles. And the only reason we didn't have men there is because like, oh, they can't hack it. Right. And I've known plenty of guys, you know, within the military that are frail, thin guys, and Mm -hmm. they're still expected to carry their own weight. Why is it not a problem for them? But the minute we get a girl in there that wants to shoulder a ruck and carry a, a light assault weapon, why is it all of a sudden a problem? Well, we can't have them in there because they're going to be distracting the troops. And then mm. you start hearing it and you start thinking about it and you're like, holy shit, we really are sexist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be distracting to the guys who can't fucking control themselves. So that's when you started realizing that. Uh, straight white men aren't the only victims. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> tongue in cheek, guys. Tongue in cheek. <clears throat> I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I, I used to worry more about it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> let them let them say what they want. So it was Aaron's argument that that made you kind of see things from a different perspective. Uh, it cut through a lot of the cognitive dissonance I had at the time. Yeah, and so. It made me start to realize, like, maybe some of the people that I'm listening to are kind of toxic. Maybe I should look at these people's arguments and start going after them. And and that's when I started to realize that a lot of these folks were, um, th- they claim to be liberal, even though they're not quite. They want authoritarianism. And then I start looking at their, they want men's rights. And the, that's just the same thing as saying they don't want women to be considered as equals as males. They don't want trans rights. They don't. They're liberalitarians. Yeah, they're David Smalley's. <laughs> they're, they're a bunch of armatures, let me tell you. So do you think do you think that because your uh views on LGBT the LGBT community uh because of those views do you think that that created an opening there that you were sort of I, honestly, available to the arguments that Aaron was making? I'm just well, I I'm think just trying so. to think if you were totally shut down to the idea of uh, equal or marriage equality, then then what you know what what impact would his analogy have had at all? You know, because yeah, exactly. I think a lot of those guys are not. Well, know? and that's the thing is that I've realized that I had inroads already in one section where you know I, I what what would they say like you have a chink in your armor, you know, where you 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 well, have a let's, that's racist. Yeah, no, <laughs> come on, now. No. that's English. That's lacist. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> And so for the, there are people out there that probably do have a problem with all of it, the whole gamut of everything. If uh-huh. it's if it's not white cishet male kind of thing, it's like, oh, uh, well, you know, I, I think I think I've had it hard, too. It's, I've had a hard life, you know, without realizing that other people have had had the difficulty setting put on legendary with, before they were even born. You know? Right, right. And so, yeah, Aaron doing that whole um, the talk that he was giving. I mean, when even before I was a outstanding atheist about everything, I was for gay rights and everything, even if I, even when I was a quote unquote Christian, a, a Baptist living in Utah, just not a practicing one or anything, just I didn't have a, a strong faith in anything. I didn't go to church. I didn't do anything like that. And when I first met my, my current wife, not my future wife or anything, no, my, <laughs> <laughs> that just came out really weird. Sorry. She's not guys. my second wife. Not my second wife. No, it wasn't like I was shopping at the time. I'm just saying. <laughs> my current ex girlfriend. <laughs> If she hears this, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, well, but when, she is your ex-girlfriend. 
She's your wife now. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Most recent ex-girlfriend. <laughs> so when we first started going out, this was like right around the time that like uh, Utah had its whole Prop 3 thing going on where we were, you wanted to say no to Prop 3 because that was the, you know, the, uh, you can't have gay marriage in the right, state. Right. And I was like, I'm like, yep, I'm already voting against it. No on Prop 3. Good. Got it. And people were just, and this is like Davis County, like uh, Weber County kind of stuff when I'm going to fairs and stuff. And they're like, oh. Okay, that's shocking. We were expecting more people have to fight fight people more often for this kind of thing. And I don't know if it's the countenance that I have where it's the the bald head and the goatee thing going on. I don't know if people think it's a white supremacist guy walking around over here. I think I get that a lot with the beard. And so, like, mm. it, it was just surprising that people were shocked. They were like, oh, well, he's cool with it. Yay, good. We have somebody on our side. But, yeah, going back to your point, I think having that initial opening already there really helped out in me seeing things later on for people that are, that are not exposed to it, that don't think uh, in those kind of terms, I think it might be a lot harder sell for a lot of people. Yeah. For, for me, for a long time, I referred to myself as an egalitarian instead of a feminist because mm -hmm. I remember that time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I had bought into this whole idea of, you know, all of these, all of these rad femme women out there are just toxic and they're spewing hate and bile where it need not be. And they're just causing a stir and they're just being uppity, you know, and I'm like, I look back now and I'm like, eh, I was totally wrong. And it was actually a conversation that I had online with Russell Glasser. Mm -hmm. um, when we had him on our episode, I even mentioned to him that, you know, mm -hmm. the, the conversation that we had online changed my view of things right. and and it was him pointing out that you know even within the atheist community we have a lot of very firebrandy atheists who may say a lot of shit that i disagree with but i wouldn't abandon atheism and say that you know that i'm an, an agnostic i wouldn't i wouldn't mm. choose to not adopt the label of an atheist still i would still call myself an atheist yeah but reject the people who i think are doing harm to the movement overall <laughs> and he said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said how much time do we got no <laughs> <laughs> well and he said you know it, it's the same type of argument that i was trying to use that well, it's, it, you know, it's those radical people. I don't want to identify with them. And he's like, you wouldn't do that for atheism, I, I hope. And I said, no, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't. And so I had to recognize that, yeah, I'm, I'm using really shitty argumentation here and, and a really piss poor reason for not adopting the label of a feminist or recognizing that that is still a valid label for a whole bunch of people because I disagree with a minority of people who I thought were toxic at the time. Hmm. And so it was recognizing that, that I was like, oh shit. Yeah. So that's You're absolutely right. So both of you had an, an avenue that was, that you were open about that was utilized in an analogy that, I mean, cause you could have just said, well, you know, what's the difference? Uh, it has gal right in the name. It's all the same, you know? <laughs> <laughs> shit. I never thought of that. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, like I said, if, if it hadn't been for that interaction with Russell, I'm sure I would have eventually come around, but I don't know how long it would have taken. Hmm. Interesting. But, and, and it's interesting that when we had him on the show, he even asked, well, what did I say that made you change your mind? And at the time I'm like, 
I don't even remember exactly, but whatever you said, like, mm-hmm. totally shifted my view on things. Back when we were pros on the show. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, actually, it wasn't until really recently that I remembered exactly what it was, and it was that argument that I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to not call myself an atheist anymore just because of... I don't, I don't, even, I don't want to name any names, but there are, there are certainly people in the atheist community that I agree with on a lot of points, but I think some of their views and the way they go about communicating them to other people are very toxic and it turns people away and shuts them down and makes them not want to be involved with the community at large. And yeah, the biggest, I still call myself an atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the biggest problem I have is when people think you have to have some sort of intellectual purity. Like you have to have these purity tests to determine mm-hmm. whether, oh, that's not a true feminist. That's not a true atheist. That's not a true this. Even though when you use that label yourself, it means what you want it to mean. You know, I mean, there there are, you know, milestones that need to be reached within, you know, being able to use that kind of, you know, descriptor for yourself. You can't just be like. I hate all women. I'm a feminist. You can't be, you can't say something like that. And you can't say, well, and you can't, I'm an atheist, but I believe in Jesus. Right. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are certain things that you need to have adopted as part of your worldview to say that I am. You are blank. Yeah. Whatever label. Yeah. Whatever to say that I am X. M X. Yeah. So it's just interesting. It's been a real, real fun journey, especially getting into podcasting and meeting all sorts of people, getting to garner an audience and have them listen to you and you, you in turn listening to their stories and internalizing it the best way that you can, because nothing changes your mind quicker on a lot of things than hearing somebody's, you know, tale of woe, where they, Mm. they talk about how hard it was to be a trans person living in this town with these religious parents and stuff like that. And you're like, Mm -hmm. Fuck, I never had to do anything like that. My parents just got a little bit angry, but they never like drove me out of the house or anything. And mm-hmm. so when you get stuff like that or you when you hear uh girls talking about how when they were brought up their parents were pissed at them because they wanted a boy kind of thing and it's yeah, just yeah. like that's kind of fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah. So developing that sense of empathy has a lot to do with, you know, how you grow as a person in this world, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. Um turning this back to the talk about guns a little bit. There was the uh, musician with one of the bands who were playing at the festival mm-hmm. who previously was a pro-gun rights conservative guy. And after that all happened, uh, released a statement saying, you know, I was wrong. I was wrong to think that everybody should have access to a gun, mm-hmm. that guns make people safer. Uh, I think he was, I think he said that, you know, he bought into the good guy with bad guy, good guy. Yeah. Yeah. And after seeing that and just realizing there's no fucking way any good guys with guns could have stopped or even slowed that down. Well, and I think he also said in his statement where he said, even the good guys with the gun, if they were to brandish their weapon within that crowd, how are the police to know who was the good guy? guy, Yeah. Who's who? Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't just be out there waving a 747 around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I, so I was going to say that, you know, when all of this went down, of course, I was shocked. I was angry. uh, I was sad, but I didn't realize how much it had really affected me personally until I read the story of that guy changing his mind. And then during lunch one day, during the week, I think it was the, I think it might have been Monday following the shooting. Um, 
I read that he had changed his stance and why and what he had been doing during all of this. And Tracy wandered into the kitchen and uh, she was asking what's going on. And I'm like, did you hear about this guy who changed his stance on guns? Who was part of the thing? And and I started trying just just trying to t- to explain to her what had happened in the news and that this guy was all over the news because he had changed his mind and people were upset about it and other people were cheering or whatever. And in telling her about it, I said, you know, as as part of what he wrote, he said that he was on his phone not knowing whether or not he was going to live through what was going on and was sending messages to his family members telling them how much he loved them, how much he cared about them. I'm getting emotional about it again, but but telling them telling them these things and not knowing whether or not he was going to live through it all and sending his wife like a living will in case he didn't live through it. And that it was at that point that that is what in his mind changed it for him. And it was like the reason he, I, I'm glad he changed his mind. I, I'm totally yeah. happy that he has come around to the right side of things. But look what it but took. It, yeah, but yeah. exactly. Look what it took. It it took, he didn't have enough empathy for others who had gone yeah. through similar situations right. before. He didn't have enough empathy for the families who had lost children in a mass shooting in Newtown. Mm-hmm. But when it personally affected him, that's what it took. Yep. And that's what we hear every time from articles like Li- Mr. Libertarian there and also from uh the, like the article I read where, you know, well, shame on the left for trying to politicize this. Yeah. When we know fucking goddamn good and well that what he's doing is trying to say, I'm going to wrap my rights in all of these deaths and then blame them for doing it so that they look despicable. And that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's worse. Mm-hmm. Even if the left was knowingly using those deaths as a way to push gun control that's better than knowingly using the gun the the deaths to keep guns on the streets so that this can happen again absolutely so you know uh, yeah they're making a conscious decision that way right 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 yeah yeah this is mithrin author of the abcs of science and mormonism as well as i should start a cult and you're listening to the godless revolution do you give people who make this case that that was the beginning and that there had to be something that provoked the beginning? Do you give them an A at least for trying to reconcile faith and reason? Um, I don't think they're reconcilable. What do you mean? Well, well, so let me say that differently. All efforts that have been invested by brilliant people of the past have failed at that exercise. They just fail. And so I don't, I, I don't the track record is so poor that Going forward, I have essentially zero confidence, near zero confidence, that there will be fruitful things to emerge from the effort to reconcile it. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! I don't know if you guys know this. Um, Sounds like something Trump would say. <laughs> did you hear about this? But in this case, I know something. Oh. <laughs> Our president's a fucking child. Big water. Yeah, ocean I, water. I, I knew that. Okay. Let me uh, <laughs> let me provide everybody with some examples here. Uh, let's start with uh, uh, when President Trump visited Puerto Rico earlier this week. 
Um, after Hurricane Maria battered the island and left millions without power or running water, right? We all know about that. Is it, uh, are you going to talk about him being paper towel quarterback? That's part of it. Okay. There's so much more. <laughs> <laughs> after Trump publicly criticized San Juan mayor's poor leadership, as he said, which is clearly not poor leadership. Uh, it sounds like a lot of projection going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen, I, I, I think enough from her to, to, to feel reasonably confident in saying that she, is working for her people. Oh, yeah. She's doing what she can. And on top of that, standing up to Trump is good leadership right now. Yeah. Uh, Paul Ryan. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Mitch. Yeah. Uh, Trump sought, he sought to project an air of professionalism and presidential gravitas during his visit to the storm-ravaged island. But the visit didn't go exactly according to plan. <laughs> what happened in a meeting with officials trump said that the uh, number of people who died as a result of the hurricane was far lower than in a quote real catastrophe like hurricane katrina oh yeah fuck you puerto ricans you haven't gone through a real catastrophe yeah and he said that the recovery efforts have thrown the federal budget a little out of whack <laughs> Which is not only a stupid sounding thing to say, like just change your verbiage there. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, I, I'm not pretending he has options, but uh, for for alternating words, he but, has the best words, yeah, the biggest words. But he's he's also giving people the false impression that he has a budget, right? Yeah, like yeah, I'd like to that, see that it, it could be thrown out of whack, like. Um, yeah, how close are we to not having jobs in a couple of weeks there, Dan? <laughs> uh, what? I think we're good until the end of Nove November. Was it the end of November? Yeah, I think November, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then it's then it's going to be that we may be taking uh, unplanned vacation for an <laughs> indeterminate amount of time. Yeah. Uh, during, to a, during a visit to a church in Puerto Rico's capital, San Juan, on Tuesday, which has served as a base for distributing, a distributing aid, Trump was apparently astounded... I'll bet that happens to him a lot. <laughs> By just, water purification tablets. Oh my god, is that is that a real thing? <laughs> I, I was I didn't you know did you know Did you know you could put these in water? <laughs> Have you guys heard this story? You could put them in poo water and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and pay attention, Scott Adams, because we're gonna need to really work hard to make this some sort of secret yeah, genius. Dogbert's not gonna save you here, sir. Yeah, real hard to be a secret genius. So here's what happened when Trump encountered water purification tablets. <laughs> Wait. You put it in dirty water? And then you can drink it after 10 or 12 hours, she explained. Would you do it? Would you drink it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dare. <laughs> sure, she said. <laughs> really? <laughs> he said, <laughs> with a disgusted look across his face. <laughs> really, she said. Is this your company or something? <laughs> Trump asked the woman, seeming suspicious of the aggressive pitch. No, she said, I'm part of the church. This is an interesting thing. Well, couldn't they just pray over it? Yeah. Why, would they, why do they need tablets? Right. Yeah, make it holy water. That's what Pence was saying. <laughs> so Trump started handing out the kits saying, try that. Try that. About the water. Don't purge. make me look stupid. Use try this. It. Try, I, you might die. I don't know, but you could try it. You, I mean, really, you're going to be dead either way at this point. Make so. sure you wait 12 to 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> After telling the crowd of assembled reporters and people affected by the hurricane to have a good time, Trump oh, lobbed paper towel rolls into what he called a great crowd. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Trump then remarked that he'd never seen canned chicken before. 
<laughs> Whoa, I've never seen that before. Trump said, coming from the man that eats well-done steak uh-huh. with ketchup. Oh, ketchup, yeah. <laughs> and then he said, that looks kind of good. Let- <laughs> let's said start- nobody who was brought up on canned chicken ever. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> he goes, let's start handing that out. Do you feel like this? Pointing to it as if they were fucking dogs. Uh, the president then mimed, tossing the heavy cans into the crowd as he did with the paper towel rolls before the crowd stopped him. I'm just going to start winging these out there. <laughs> if it hits you in the head, I'm sorry, but consider yourself lucky because now you've got some food. Yeah. If you can dodge a wrench. And if you squeeze it really hard, you can get some liquid out and then you won't need the tablets for the water. Mmm, <laughs> chicken juice. Mm. Uh, Trump was also fascinated by the flashlights, shining them at both himself and the cameras assembled in the crowd. <laughs> As he handed the flashlights out, he said, flashlights, you don't need them anymore. You don't need them anymore. <laughs> did you know? Did Starts you, it's, rave dancing. It's, it's, like it's, it's like a little portable sun. If you push a button, it makes light. It's but amazing. But it's daytime right now. You don't need these. <laughs> did, you, did you know these existed? These are, these are a thing. Uh, Trump's administration has tried to paint the recovery efforts in a positive light, but the situation on the ground remains dire. Less than half of the island's 3.4 uh, million citizens have access to clean drinking water, and more than 90% uh, still don't have power. Distributing supplies to remote areas has proven exceptionally difficult due to the lack of trucks and navigable roads. He's a fucking child, Scott Adams, a child. That's a fun word, navigable. <laughs> navigable. Navigable. What else you got? Um, God damn it. Find it. Trump. Let's do... <laughs> Where did it go? Right here. Yes. I can't believe people like Scott Adams who think that Trump is just this secret genius. He doesn't. Waiting, waiting to be explored and recognized. Like if only you knew he's playing chess. He's just making you think he's really stupid. Yeah. 64 dimensional (laughs) 3D chess, you know. (laughs) Mm, This one might not be so, uh, so funny. Oh, no. Uh, Police arrested 143 people after protesters blocked traffic on a busy highway near downtown St. Louis as part of the ongoing demonstrations against the recent acquittal of a white former police officer in the 2011 premeditated murder of a black man. That's not hyperbole. There is a video. Yeah. Uh, Saying, what did he say? Let's kill this fucker or something like that? Or we're going to kill this fucker. We're going to kill this fucker, yeah. Yeah. And then shot five five uh, rounds into his chest on approaching the car. Yeah. And then went back to his car to his go bag to- Mm -hmm potentially get something out uh-huh no. and and yeah yeah so and, and let's remember this isn't a downward move from first to second degree murder it's complete acquittal so no wrongdoing right protesters gathered tuesday evening and marched to interstate 64 where some walked onto the roadway and blocked traffic for, for several minutes police began arresting people after protesters left the highway well and, and, and so you say no wrongdoing it's my understanding that it's no wrongdoing according to police procedure and policy. Sure. We've investigated so, ourselves and we found no wrongdoing on our part. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, so it's not that, you know, barring the policies that they have in place that say that they may do whatever if they feel whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that, yeah, if it had been just a normal human being who had done this, fuck, yeah, what you did is sketchy as fuck and we'll probably convict you on that. Probably. But, but you, well. You, well, you get what I'm saying, but because you're an officer and there are these specific policies in place that say that if you feel threatened as an officer, you have 
the right to do these different things. So it's sure. so it's it's not that the people on the jury may think that there was absolutely nothing wrong with what he did, but according to the laws or policies or regulations that are in place that protect this kind of behavior, they have no other recourse but to say that, well, yeah, what he did was shitty, but according to what they say they can or should do, he performed according to what is outlined in his duties and policies and procedures. At least based on what the prosecutor puts forward to the grand jury. Yeah. And we have no idea what that is because there's no defense allowed in those in those uh, in the grand in the jury. Grand jury. Yeah. Hmm. So it's and 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 the standards of evidence in those are much lower than they are and you you can enter evidence that won't be accepted in the regular hearing. You you basically say whatever you want. Yeah, you, just, you could convict so, you could convict a sent what's the popular thing you could convict a, a ham, ham sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so based on what the prosecutor brings. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh uh, protesters gathered Tuesday evening and marched on, marched to Interstate 64, where some walked onto the roadway and blocked traffic for several minutes. Did I say that already? No, uh, I don't police think so. began arresting people after protesters left the highway. Police have not said what charges they will face. So, uh, so wait a second. Uh, they're just going to find something to charge citizens with when exercising their right to protest. I mean, it seems like having video evidence of uh, premeditation to kill. As in the case of Jason Stockley, it would be pretty simple to to find something to charge with when 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 they're when they're just picking up citizens who are protesting and figuring out what they'll charge them with later. Yeah. When you have somebody on video saying they're going to kill someone, then they do it, and see, and that's the problem. This is why they're protesting because mm-hmm. what the fuck is this guy getting acquitted for? And 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 yet they have no problem picking up protesters and just throwing them in jail and saying we'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. Like like if it's that easy to charge somebody. Why is Stockley not charged with something? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I watched a video of this whole protest that was going on, and how the the cops like goose stepped over this old lady when they mm-hmm. had their riot gear on, and then they arrested her after they trampled over oh, her. Oh, sure, yeah. And then later on, uh, like when the everything was simmering down, I watched cops like banging in like people's windows on the street with their batons and pointing at other people for them to be arrested for destroying property. It's oh, some wow. bullshit. Like the the police were destroying the property yeah. and then pointing at somebody. Else. I didn't do it. I it was that guy it. over there. He threw a rock. It wasn't me. Wow. It's bullshit. Uh, authorities. And, sorry. What? I was going to say, it's just the fact that they're on video and doing this shit and still getting away with it just blows me away. Well, that's why they, do, that's why they behave like that. It's ridiculous. Uh, authorities have made more than 300 total arrests at demonstrations over the September 15th acquittal of Jason Stockley. Uh, in the shooting of a 24-year-old Anthony Lamar Smith following a high-speed chase. Protesters and civil liberties groups have accused the authorities of using heavy-handed tactics against demonstrators. So, uh, so again, uh, not only will there not be justice for the murder, but if you point out the fact that it's unjust, you'll be arrested and charged. So if protesting can get you arrested and charged, it seemed that bringing charges is not the difficult process, right? That's not the difficult Absolutely. part. Mm-hmm. If charges are not brought, it's simply because they don't want to bring them. Mm-hmm. And that's a very good reason for protest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a lawsuit filed after about 120 people were arrested September 17th, the ACLU of Missouri raised concerns about a police tactic known as kettling in which lines of officers move protesters into a limited area. 
The lawsuit also accused police of unnecessarily using tear gas and pepper, pepper spray, arresting bystanders and uh, journalists and taunting some of those who were arrested. So I went to Wikipedia to look up kettling. That sounds, yeah. It's also known as corralling or containment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a okay. police ta- tactic for controlling large crowds during demonstrations or protests. It involves the formation of large cordons of police officers who then move into in to contain a crowd within a limited area. Protesters are left only one choice of exit controlled by the police or are completely prevented from leaving with the effect of denying the protesters access to food, water, or toilet facilities for an arbitrary period determined by the forces, the police forces. You can't even go to the bathroom. Nope. Unless they tell you. Well, that sounds humane. Police have, well, and they can keep shifting, you know, officers in and out, rotating them too. So they can, you know, they could just keep you there for however long they want. Redonkulous. Uh, Police have defended their actions saying protesters threw rocks and other items at officers, sprayed them with unknown substances and shattered shop windows. Hmm. So that means we get to treat them however we want. Yep. And this strikes me. Uh, a little like Tuck Rule Tom Brady complaining about refs, <laughs> <laughs> right? Or oh, I love that you said that oh, against your own team. That's awesome. it, it was a fumble. <laughs> yeah, I knew right from the, it. Totally was. E- ever since that game, I, I I've never said it wasn't, dude. And that is why I fucking hate Tom Brady. Everyone to hates this Tom day, Brady. To this day, because of that, I fucking hate Tom Brady because he knew it was a fumble and he fucking lied about it. So. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I mean, your Raiders still didn't do anything to stop <laughs> This is true. It was 13 to three in the fourth quarter and they didn't win yeah. that game. But uh, yeah, so it's a lot like that. Or it's like Sargon saying he felt harassed by Thomas Smith. <laughs> uh, sorry, nobody wants to hear that from Brady, Sargon, or the police. I especially like that the complaint by police that, quote, they sprayed us with some unknown substances. Let me put it another way. It's like a white slaveholder saying that the use of the word cracker is a little racist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Daryl Gray, a protest organizer, was arrested Tuesday night for the second time in five days. He was also arrested Friday during a protest near Bush Stadium. They kettled us again. No No one resisted. He said two social media journalists and others not involved in the highway blockage were among those arrested. Earlier Tuesday, St. Louis Circuit Attorney uh, Kim Gardner outlined to a city board a proposal that her office take over and lead all use of force investigations involving the police. She asked the board of aldermen for $1.3 million to launch an independent team that would include four prosecutors, five investigators, and two support staff. Currently, use of force cases are uh, investigated internally by the police department, which is code for these cases will be dismissed internally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then goes on to say both the community and police deserve, deserve an objective, fair and transparent investigation and is no longer acceptable for police to essentially invest, uh, investigate themselves. Which is weird, right? How, like, how did that ever even become, how was that ever the way who agreed that? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. That's a good system. <laughs> 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 I have no idea how I mean, it came I, about. It but. probably was just, okay, you guys are the cops. And then at some point they're like, uh, some shady shit is going on. And like, okay, well, we'll look into it. Yeah. And then we'll have other cops let's look into it. make the cops of cops. It. And mm-hmm. just sort of slowly evolved. Oh, well, we'll, well, yeah, no, there's definitely a conflict if we look at it. So we, we won't do that anymore. The department over will. 
They'll do it. They'll investigate us. Hey, Chuck, uh, I heard you're investigating us. Are you yeah. still coming by to hang out this weekend? Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how that ever got started or how that's, how that's considered an acceptable situation. Mm. No, it needs to be independent. It needs to be independent from police. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll do it for the regular portion of the show. We are going to move into the Patreon portion coming up. Yes. Before we do, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. Before we do that, though, Matt, mm. you want to recap what we're going to do in the Patreon portion? Throw a little teaser out because you, you were going to do the stuff that you brought because you're the man and you brought stuff. Okay. And you people are missing out if you don't. You, we don't call our, our fans you people. Oh, right. Yes. Sure. <laughs> well, you just call them the N-word. I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I am going to be talking about Representative Tim Murphy. Oh, the guy about the abortion. <laughs> we are going to find out what the White House response is to voting no on not killing people for being gay. Huh. <laughs> and a little blurb about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon? Yeah. That name sounds familiar. Was he is was he the one who was married to or is married to Mariah Carey? Oh. No, I was thinking of uh the chick that was in the Dukes of Hazard movie. Oh, you're thinking of Nick Lachey. Oh, okay. Right. Jessica Simpson. Yes. Yeah, Thank okay. you. I don't know fucking celebrities, man. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah the fuck did nick cannon do recently (laughs) (laughs) thank you all very much for tuning in we want to thank our patreon supporters alicia gaytheist mr aaron burton anonymous larry wilson marius kot butrakowski dr dan matt's boss from the 2sc podcast to whom we pledge loyalty at least we have to say that we do (laughs) janet uter let them eat kofefi steven andrus mo cowbell christy kalbach Joel and Summer, Alan Firth, who is a new Patreon supporter, Woo-hoo. New Mania, that's a new one as well, who is a new supporter as well, Rob Otto, Megan Kennedy, Andrew Vodapich, Brandy Hamrick, Jeremy Goodson, Angelica Pearson, Andy Faulkner, Utah Outcast. Hey, I know those guys. <laughs> hey. Wes Aaron, Matt Tuller. All right. Who is also a new Patreon supporter. Finally got another Matt. Yay! <laughs> Purple Dragon and Taylor Grin. That who, name sounds familiar. Yeah. I had a great time with him last week. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, uh, they we, were awesome. That was the longest recording session we've had since the double debates. <laughs> right. And it was equally as painful. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, it was a whole was lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I the the discussion around the punching Nazis and everything. Uh, I, I had a great time. I love just talking to people about stuff. Mm-hmm. Though Taylor, the way he commanded the mic a lot of the time, he really needs to start his own show. He, He's he got really a great does have voice, the chops right? for it. Yeah. He has the chops for it. I think he could do a show. Well, he had a radio show for a while and. Doesn't do that anymore, but yeah, he's got a great voice and yeah, excellent. Better Fantastic. Than, better than we three schlubs over here, Jonas. <laughs> but uh, yeah, had a great I, time. I meant Ryan, <laughs> not not Chris. Oh. Uh, and thank you very much for joining us this evening, Chris. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks it's for having me It's been a pleasure on, as always. I, like I said, we need to get you on here more often. It's been too long. Absolutely. But until next week, crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve Nirvana. And rate this show five times a day towards Mecca. Sure.
they're not going to do that. They'll never do that. They won't even allow fucking people. They won't. To, e- they won't even do the tiniest little thing. They won't. Know, they won't do the data, tiniest little thing to move data toward collection. any. Yeah, they won't do any of that. They won't do any of it. They've had it. They've had too much privilege for too long, and we know how people are with that. They're mm-hmm. never going to give you a tiny little inch. Oh yeah. Even even if it's morally correct, because it's oppression. Yeah. To and them. that that's why we hear all these bullshit arguments from people who don't understand or accept black lives matter that's why we hear all these bullshit arguments from gun right people because guns rights people because because there aren't any good arguments that the, they're they're not on the moral side of it and so to try to come up with anything to to hold your position you just sound like a fucking asshole or an idiot or both usually both but they're not going to give any bit of it not a bit well then they won't back down from that position because they have to be right because it's yeah. what they want right exactly that's what i mean yeah, and that's where you get into all that. You can have my guns, bullets first, and well, that's fine. Come take them. We'll go to war over this, or we got, we've got seven trillion bullets, and you know the fucking liberals have whatever. You know, it's just there's this, only three hundred fifty million Americans, so you come and try to stop yeah, exactly. us, fucker. Yeah, yeah, I'm locked and loaded, ready. Fucking all that bullshit. <laughs> like, okay, that I, see, that I see on Facebook. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that your well, gun but it, was but worth it, more than a human life. I didn't realize that. But yeah. it <laughs> is. And, but the, but the thing is, there really is a threat there. I mean. I mean, not not just not just in the sense that they're saying things that are threatening, but there there is a legitimate threat that I mean, they're kind of right. I mean, they do have more weapons. They use them. They practice with them. You know, it's like it it, it would be like it, it would be like if practice for what though? Exactly like they, this they, kind of thing. But they play with them. They don't pr- like. What are they practicing for? Like. Like people who play an instrument practice the instrument. People who draw things or create artwork, they practice their craft. What the fuck do you practice with a gun? Don't you other sight than killing it in? people? Oh no, I know, but that's P- killing people or things. What do you practice with a gun? Like shooting it really straight. Fucking awesome, dude. And far, yeah, yeah. That doesn't quite work when you're in urban warfare. <laughs> but you still can get better at it, can you not? Well, oh, sure, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, uh, so, but, but there is some truth to that. I mean, that, that these are their, this is their wheelhouse. Like, and so when, they, you know, when, when they want to start us like say, well, yeah, well, we'll fucking kill all you assholes who don't have guns or don't use guns. I mean, I take that kind of seriously. Like, okay, well, this would be the same thing as if we had like a little thinky war. The Republicans have no fucking chance because they don't practice that. <laughs> we do, you know? <laughs> Oh fuck! This is hard. <laughs> yeah, a little thinky war like that. 